Unplanned Trek. Hello and welcome to Unplanned Trek, the show that fell the wrong way through the portal weapon and disappeared up its own butt. <laughs> I'm Andrew. I'm Isaac. And we have a guest today, don't we? We do. We have Patrick from It's Got Star Trek. How are you, Patrick? Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Great to, great to join you guys. Awesome, mate. Thanks so much for coming on. Are you, are you, I mean, how happy are you to be on Unplanned Trek? I'm extremely happy about yeah. to be on Unplanned Trek. Uh, Unplanned Trek. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, I, I just, I, I, I must say, I'm also just delighted that we live in a, a world where we can be literally on opposite sides of the planet and just in, in being able to enjoy a conversation with each other so so relatively easily, right? I know, it's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. I, I, look, I've, I hope, before this, I did a podcast for 11 years, which for those who can do maths means it started like well, a century ago in podcast times. Mm. And I remember having to... It was um, in black and white. Yes, it was, yes. Having to actually get permission from the radio station boss where we did the podcast to make an international phone call to mm. interview somebody on the telephone. Mm. Um, basically to, to approve the charges, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. And, and, and in the one, one particular time, it didn't turn out very well because it was Sylvester McCoy, the Doctor Who actor, who mm-hmm. at yeah. the time had just finished filming the Hobbit films. And we wanted to talk about the Hobbit, of course. Yeah, he was Radagast, right? He was Radagast the Brown. So we, so we ring up, his, his, his agent gives us his home number and says, <laughs> if you ring, ring him at 7am London time, he always has breakfast and a cup of tea with his wife. So we <laughs> rang him. And discovered that he's banned from saying anything about the Hobbit at all and refused to answer any questions. Wow. <laughs> Luckily, we had Doctor Who to fall back on. Yeah. Because he, in, he, in the end, Sylvester says, well, no, if I talk about the Hobbit, Peter Jackson will be very, very mad. And it's like, yeah. Peter Jackson's a short, rotund New Zealander who, who, who is scared of them, you know. It's also just, it's, it's, and you see this all the time uh, with the idea is like, okay, you're out there promoting something, but you're not allowed to mention anything about it. Don't talk about like, it. Oh, it's really good. Oh, trust us, it's really good. Actually, Although in the case of The Hobbit, eh, maybe not. And I've, I've got to say, to be quite honest, the organisation who was the harshest on that sort of thing was actually the BBC. If we, if if there was, you know, if we, I was at a convention once, and then we had, um, the, like, Alex Kingston from Doctor Who is there, but because Doctor Who was still currently being shown on Australian television first run that season, she was not allowed to do an interview in case she ad- accidentally dropped a spoiler. Interesting. Yeah, I was a bit dark on that. Yeah, yeah. I had a chat though. I bet you did. After about being in ER with George Clooney. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 She, do, do you know how many juicy George Clooney stories she had? None. Ah, uh, that's about as many as I've got. He <laughs> was in his trailer all day, no doubt. Of course he did. Yeah. In his back suit. So I've been really looking forward to doing this podcast for a couple of reasons. Right. I've never met Patrick before and I've ah. been wanting to do this for ages because I'm a, not only a fan of It's Got Star Trek, mm. but we um, we talk quite a bit on, on Twitter as well. Mm. And I feel like we've got a similar sense of humour, which we're going to test today by doing yeah. this. I describe It's Got Star Trek as the American version of our show, but a bit more ordered. A bit more ordered, a bit more American. They talk about the show. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> Oh. Which frankly uh, would be a shock to many of our uh, uh, fans uh, to, to refer to our show as order. <laughs> you, you, you did refer it in re- relative terms, right? Yeah, that's, mm, that's right, yeah. I can't believe you, you talk about the show. Oh, mm. my God. It, we it, do try to. Yeah, that'll never catch on. So there's been a bit of talk on Twitter previously that there's suspicions that none of our shows are done live. Like, that we might be... Hoarding them a bit and release them you mean later on. Recording in advance. Yeah, and to prove them to prove them wrong, Patrick, we wanted to ask you what you thought of the Picard finale. Oh, it was it was fantastic. <laughs> it, it did not disappoint. No, no, I, really, really great. I love I love that bit where the thing happened. Mm. And that person, oh, yes. yeah, what, and when that person talked to the other person, and you couldn't believe who died. I was amazed that Nagilam came back. Oh, 
Yeah, me too. Yes, except this time he had a mustache, which was, a, <laughs> which was quite funny. Interesting, sort of a CGI mustache like uh, Superman, like and, Henry Cavill. What and, a, oh, and I couldn't believe the Henry Cavill cameo, though. Mm. Himself, <laughs> yes, yeah. As, as the Witcher. <laughs> but I, I did like that he had a jaunty hat on. Mm, jaunty hats are very much a theme. Did you realise that hat that Henry Cavill wore in the Picard season finale mm. is the same hat that Paul Hogan wore in Crocodile Dundee? Ah. Uncle Paul. That's yeah. it, and that's a classic yeah, hat. Yeah, you got your Indian, Indiana Jones hat, uh, uh, you got your Paul Hogan, mm. Crocodile Dundee hat, and th- those are the two hats, pretty if, much, that if, uh, what, are out there. What if there was a, we had a cage match of awesome mm. hats mm. Of, of, of the cinema? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hats of the would cinema. Would the cages be wearing hats, or would the hats be in the cages? Oh, no, no, the hats are in the cages, Thunderdome uh, style. Are these metaphorical cages, or are we going to get a cage and just place two hats inside? Oh, and actually, oh no, I've got this. I've got yeah, this. Okay, you've got it? Yeah. It's not the cage, it's the menagerie, menagerie. part two. Ah. <laughs> we put the hats inside the menagerie, ah. and then I can't think of another hat. Ever? A menagerie. Of, well, there's you know there's like a fedora. Well, the well, Indiana Jones is a fedora basically, yeah, yeah. but it's a, there's different types of fedoras. You yeah. got your, uh, your your other you like the like uh, Patrick Stewart like uh, Picard wearing in one of his mystery novel type fedora mm. too. You know, uh-huh. the more mm. uh, detective style. But famous person hats. So, who was the famous? Hat? Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln with his top hat. Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. Yeah, as long vampire as hunter, one. but not. With, he did not have a bulletproof uh, top mm. hat, which was. Uh, in retrospect, unfortunate. Yeah. Being Abraham Lincoln from TOS. Oh, of course. <laughs> He's been on Star Trek before. He yeah. has. I, I, you know, I honestly, I always forget that, even though I know that fact very well. It's oh. one of the ones that sort of leaks out of my, my brain. It's got, I've got one. Dr. Mabenga's fishing hat. Oh, very good. That's very a good. great hat. That's an awesome hat. I was going to say, now that you mentioned, mentioned hats, we don't see a lot of hats on Star Trek, but we have Guinan's hat. Oh, Guinan yeah. always, always had some excellent hats. I always thought, of- I didn't think it was so much a hat as a deflector array, to be quite honest. <laughs> My name is Earl Grey. My show is Let's Talk About Tracks. This is too short to be a promo. Really? I think All right. We we haven't talked about the episode. Oh, is there an episode? There is an episode. Okay. Um, but what we're we do? In fact, you know what? I'm going to continue the introduction. This is the Madry Part Two. Yep. This is where we've um, we've got Pike on trial, mm. um, and we've got a lot of people trying to interrupt the trial to basically say this isn't good enough. Spock, you're going to be decommissioned. Mm. And Spock all going, no, no, no. Let's just keep watching TV. He's going to be court-martialed and and killed. Right. Which I, I, I really was going... Death when, penalty. When I watched this, Arm Enlightened Federation. <laughs> yeah. Death penalty. Yes, yes. Like, and it, 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 it's like, this is, the, is this the only death penalty? It's just this one peculiar thing? Well, actually, no, but I worked it out after I thought about it. I thought, because really, um, the death penalty is the second worst thing they can do to you in Starfleet. The first worst is send you to New Zealand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, like poor... Poor Tom Paris. Yeah, yeah, so so right. Spock's probably saying, yeah, I'd probably rather be bumped off, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think Locano's still in New Zealand, actually. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not happy. <laughs> so what we find as well is that Pike is on the planet, or at least on the TV. Mm. Um, he's trying to break the trick of illusion of, mm. uh, that, that the big head aliens are trying to put on him. Yeah, the craniums. That's right. And then um, we've also got Pike on the... Um, on board in his iconic wheelchair mm. beat machine. Yeah. Um, and then by watching TV, we solve the mystery of Talosia. Also, mm-hmm. it's clearly the fact that uh, literally everybody in the entire universe has forgotten Stephen Hawking. Yes. Because Stephen Hawking yes, had a okay. wheelchair and he could talk by, yes. li- by moving his eyes and stuff, and Pike can go yes or no. Maybe he's <laughs> just swearing a lot. And it's a it's just, oh, it's just beeping. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The Captain Jean-Luc Picard Medal. The Jean-Luc Picard Medal, as I like to call it, the JLP. It's fallen on you this week. Oh, has it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, that's no, okay. Yeah, you but know I, it was. I know it was me, yeah, of course. And, and what, the fact that I 
never prepare anyway makes no difference, does it? It's unplanned. It is. You're allowed to not prepare. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know I certainly did not prepare. Um, this episode is really, really funny just from, from a meta point of view because this episode is a bunch of mm. people on Star Trek sitting around watching Star Trek. Watching Star Trek. <laughs> because they are. Not only that, but watching, watching the episode that we did on the 1st of January this year. That's great, yeah. So, so the thing that's funny is that there's a history in Star Trek of Star Trek characters watching them their own episode. Uh, Encounter at Farpoint is a really good example where in the second part, Riker is just watching a preview clip of the first part uh, on a screen to yes. sort of catch himself up and the audience up with what happened in the first part. Um, but what mm. I liked about the Menagerie Part 2 is that at least they provide an explanation. In this one, there's an in-universe explanation of, like, if the magic of the Talosians mm. are, are sending this. The rest of the episode just is like, oh, no, but I guess we just have drones flying around just recording everyone's lives all the time. Yeah. It always reminds me of the uh, the scene from Spaceballs, uh, if you're familiar with that Mel Brooks movie. Where oh, they're, yeah, um, absolutely. Where they, 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 they have to load up the... the uh, Mr. VHS or Mr. VCR, or whatever it was, they're watching their. They have to fast forward to watch the uh, space balls in order to see where the people are. Mm. Um, but yeah, that happens a lot uh, on Star Trek. Uh, and mm. the encounter at Farpoint is the key example, but yeah. it, it comes up on pretty much every other series at some point. When when you're watching it, um, especially part one, where they're all sitting around watching, you know, what you think is some sort of log, and you're like, wow, why are there why are there mission logs sh- like three camera shoots? With really good lighting yeah. and everything. This is wow. And good zooming in to get the, the, the zoom in uh, uh, into the, the saucer in section. In the saucer at section. The like they, so they literally, one of their mission logs has better special effects than the show itself ever had. Um, and very, yeah, very nice cinematography. It's a bit like, you know, how people thought that, that NASA faked the moon landing by, by paying Stanley Kubrick to, mm. to film it, but he filmed it like on location because mm. mm. he's, yeah. he's at half court. Oh, yeah. well, that's Stanley all the way, though. You know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it properly. So, look, the thing about episode two is that it really crystallises, for me anyway, why I gave three votes to my three-voter, which we'll get to later. Um, But one vote, Mm -hmm. one vote, Spock. Because Spock, and look, you could easily argue that he should get three. It's a Spock episode. It's all about Spock doing a solid for his old mate. Yeah, you know, yep, old mate. Yep. Old mate got got burned up and shit. Yep. And he's got to have he's got a bloody yes no, you beeper. know, stupid beeper that he which is hopeless and yep. he looks like a prune and he doesn't look very happy. He doesn't talk much. And um, never says yeah, a thing. Yeah. Um. And and so Spock does a solid for his old mate, even though he's going to get murdered by his employer. Yes. Yeah. Which is seems a tad extreme. I mean, you know, I've cocked up at work before. I've yet to have <laughs> been threatened with murder. Well, I've, but I've had someone yell at me, I could kill you, but that's entirely different matter. Aren't you supposed to be at work now? I was at work earlier today. Yeah. Hang on, this is work? This is, yeah, this, this, is, this, this is my job, isn't it? Yeah. Don't I do this? Yeah. Okay, right. I'm not volunteering to do this. No, no, exactly right. So, okay, so Spock, Spocky gets a one. Yep. Right. Number two, Pike. Yep. And the reason Pike gets a vote in this, and it's Pike... In the menagerie scenes. Right. Okay. It's yeah, not, okay. not Captain Wheelchair, yes, no Pike. Yep. It's Pike. It's because, goodness me, Anson Mount looks really different in this. Yeah. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Couldn't, I, I, he was, I just thought, wow, he's a character actor. And he's amazing. He's a lot shorter. He is a lot shorter. Because of the hair's down. Because he doesn't have a lot of hair. <laughs> the hair is shorter. Up. Yeah, yeah. And, I thought, and I thought, I thought Anson did an amazing job. Mm. Yes. Yeah, and then I went and looked up the date that the episode was made, and I thought, wow, he's he, he's older than he looks. They had good makeup artists in the sixties. They do. Well, they know they have good makeup artists now. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Anson yeah. looks okay. looks he looked great in that. Yeah. 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 He, I tell you what, though, he looked exactly like a bloke in a Jesus movie that gets shown every yeah. Easter. Mm. Uncanny. It really was a bit uncanny. He looked just like this bloke in a Jesus movie. Um, which I can't wait for Easter coming up because we'll get to see him all again. We've already had Easter. I'll get to spoil. No. Oh, 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 oh sorry. We've already had Easter. Yes. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I, I enjoyed my Easter. Oh, I loved it. Did you get some eggs? I did. Yeah, I got a few eggs too. Yeah, yeah I ate them. Yeah, good. I got the egg that shaped like a footy. We've saved it. Okay, it's fine. Sorry. Be, be quiet, Hogan. All right. Now, this is the best 
Number three is number one. Excellent. Because she is so badass. She is. Oh, yeah. Just, she's no nonsense. Like, okay, what do we need to do? Blow let's up just some rocks. Blow up some rocks. Let, let's get a cannon down there. Yep. Like, hang on, we've got a big starship. Let's get a cannon down there and blow the... We have a starship, yeah. and we have ski goggles, yeah. and we have a laser. Those goggles look... look they must have been amazing. Together. I mean, those goggles must have been amazing. Like, you think about, you know, if you do a bit of welding around, you've you, you got to put a ah. whole face shield on and stuff. And if you go skiing at the snow, it really, you get sunburned eyes. It's really bad for you. But they were shooting a laser at rocks. Which and, isn't good for rocks. Well, it wasn't good for the rocks, but they didn't know because of Captain Illusion brain box guys. Um, so <laughs> I just built thought... in the cage and the menagerie. I always thought that was. A, I remember as a child, for, not maybe not a child, but I was a young person, and, and when, when I realized, oh, oh, they really did blow up the rocks, and it was an illusion. Mm. I was like that. So why did they actually have rocks? A rock? Why did they have a rock elevator in the first place? Just have nothing yeah. there if they can have an illusion. That was probably a union thing. Oh, so well, the, the, the elevator mechanism is also fascinating because it's from the bottom. Mm. You know, we think of elevators as being from the top, but clearly, when when it's all blown up at the top, and yeah. it's still the elevator part still worked, so oh. it must have been a sort of a piston coming up from the bottom. Ooh, I don't want a piston coming up from my bottom. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an unusual design. Is it Friday sure. night already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought that um, that she would have been an absolutely magnificent continuing character, and it's mm. so so good that we're at least getting to see someone play number one. Exactly. So now, really, really well crafted votes this week. So my three got one. Does, she, does that make it four? No, it's an average of two. Oh, harsh. Yeah. So if number one gets two, Pike gets two. It's Pike. Can you Spike. go? Can Spike. you from from Buffy? From Buffy. Yeah, can you work. go away? Yeah, yeah. You, you guys are fine from here. Come back when you yeah. can't stay so yeah. long. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, you probably need me to throw in the next segment, and then I'll go. Okay, yeah. good. Do it. The Keiko O'Brien Medal. So this week we've asked Patrick, our special guest from It's Got Star Trek, to have a look at the Keiko O'Brien medal, or the opposite of what you've just done, Ooh. the worst three characters of the Menagerie Part 2. Patrick, was this yes. a challenge? This was a challenge this week because uh, certainly most of the main characters that we're seeing there, I, think, I thought they were all great. I thought mm -hmm. uh, 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 Commodore Mendez and Kirk and Spock, and we get two Spocks mm. because we get caged, goofy Spock yes. and, and, and more mature uh, menagerie Spock. So it was tricky, so I, I think we had to go a little deep, but I, di I did come up with three. So first, the number one was that little butthead Talosian. He had the weird rash on his crevice. Ah, you know, yes. So they all, they all have a little bit of a crevice, but this guy, he was, he was shorter, uh, and I'm, I'm guessing he, I don't want to misgender, but um, it, it, it seemed subservient to the main Talosian. And I don't know, was, I, didn't, I didn't like that little guy. Also, um, also, mate, it's really bad when you get a rash on your crevice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was, I, I presumably, I, I, I don't know what they were trying, <laughs> trying to go for because the other Talosians didn't have that weird little rash. You can get a cream uh, for it these days, you know that. You would expect so, or at mm. least use your illusion power to get rid of the rash. <laughs> to get rid of the rash, yeah. You'd probably reduce I mean, your head size Actually, why did, they, why did they look like, like I don't know, big scrotum heads if they could do illusion? And they, they could look like, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe that's Oops. what they thought looked good. Maybe that was the... Zac Efron? <laughs> Dude, I'm thinking that's the, that's the illusion. That probably the way they actually look might be even more horrific. Oh, my God, you mean that's, that's a good point. Yes, oh, yeah. They've gone, this is far better. This is as good as we yeah. can go. Yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. These, uh, these they look little, like you. Little, little, <laughs> little, little, oh. The veiny bits. The veiny bits that everyone loves. <laughs> uh, I, hey, um, excuse me, we're... we're what are we talking about now? How do we get to veiny bits? Uh, we we uh, got the, butthead telosian. Oh, I thought we'd gone to porn yeah, Butthead telosian. Okay, and then the uh, the second worst character that I had was, uh, and I believe this is the correct name. It's Lieutenant uh, Tyler, uh, who um, he was the uh, during the meeting with Number One was I, I don't know he was one of the ones that was talking. I think he was blondish, um, but I don't know. He has uh, what I, I and I, I can I don't want to 
uh, comment on people's looks in a pejorative sense, but he had he has 1950s face. <laughs> he had that sort of like, you know, like that. I, this it, it took me out of the um, the episode because it seemed like this was a character from a 1950s like cop show or something, like a spunky little uh, city guy who's making some comments or something. I don't know that that guy. I, I wasn't a big fan of. Um, and then the third one. Uh, was I, I didn't have a name for this guy, so I just called him the quote "nice place you have here, Mr. Pike" guy, <sighs> who was the guy who was reclining when uh, Pike was in the illusion with uh, 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 Vina playing the Orion slave girl, yeah. and that guy was just sort of reclining. He's like, "Nice place you got here, Mr. Pike," <laughs> and I was like, "That." That's not a guy you want to be hanging around. That's a bad influence kind of guy. Yeah, that guy. Um, he was scurvy as. It was like yeah. hanging around with Andrew after I stopped recording. Oh, it's the worst ever. Yeah, I know. Yeah, nice. No, yeah, slightly. Yeah. We have we, we nice have slight, podcast you got here. Yeah, <laughs> we we have somewhat lesser amount of um, Orion dancing women though. Yeah, but it's and not from like not trying. When you <laughs> when you asked me to go on the show, you promised Orions. I did. You said and that. I said women as well. Yeah, you said that. And Orion dude I bought around though was pretty cool. He drank all the beer. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Anyway. I think we've got three points as well, Patrick. Fantastic votes. Well thought of. And I'm glad that you've gone deep and not just given it to the uh, obvious choices of characters that you see throughout. You've you've studied this, so really well done. (laughs) Dogs wag tails. And cats don't like to be seen. This one's for grudge. She is our queen. So the grudge medal is for animals. Yes. And did you spot an animal that we spotted earlier in the year? Mm, no. Tango the horse. Oh, Tango. He was there for the picnic. Oh, T- yes. That's right. Tango and Cash. Well, last time it was Tango and unnamed horse, but I didn't actually see, un- which is in the cage. Yeah, but we named the unnamed horse Cash. Yeah, we did. But I didn't see the second horse in this iteration. Oh, you're right. I only saw Tango. Cash got edited out. Yeah. And you know what else got edited out? What? Pike saying, no, Kirk saying, is it Kirk or Pike? No, Pike saying, I can't get used to women being on the bridge. Oh, no, you don't count number one. Yeah, Yeah, they did. They they edited that bit out. So can you imagine what had to happen between, you know, one pilot and then six episodes later later when when someone's gone, ah, Gene, dodgy line, (laughs) dodgy line, mate. But I I just think that maybe Cash had a bad agent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or Tango had a good one. Cash wanted too much cash. And Tango yeah. wanted it. Tango. Tango wanted Tango. And why <laughs> wouldn't it Tango? Pay that horse the residuals. Yeah, yeah, that was that was sad. I, I'm saddened now. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Well, it, well, Tango's not because he moves up the leaderboard, doubling his existing one point in the grudge medal. He may be the only to. one who's ever done that at this stage. Yeah, yeah. We, we, it, we oh. do have a log jam on one. Okay, yeah. we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, I'm still saddened by cash. Yeah, yeah. No cash here, Chopper. Okay. Here, there's no cash. <laughs> the best line of the episode. So, the best bit, the, my personal favourite thing about the line of the episode is that I don't have to do it. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's why, because I don't, make, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. take notes. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, not, it's not part of my course. Can you see my note for line of the episode? Beep. Yep. That's, um, that's what oh, I'm going to give you. In purple text. Yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you steal that from one of your children? Well, stealing is a bit of a thing to admit to on well, a podcast. Because you pay for it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the purple text. Anyway, the point being, I love it because <laughs> other people have to come up with the lines of the episode and I just get to float in with the decision. And usually it's me, but we've challenged Patrick to I look know. out for lines this week. Patrick, it's all on you, mate. Well, and my number one line of the week was beep by Pike. <laughs> oh, two great lines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. You're talking about the similar, similar humor. I did have a few runners up, though. Oh, please, please, because up. you guys are uh, killing me. <laughs> Uh, uh, so number number two was uh, Spock saying the women. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. When 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 uh, uh, number one and I forget the name of uh, the spunky little, little mousey uh, the, thing. 
Yeah, I, why can't I remember her name? Anyway, she's a great character too. I remember from doing the, when we discussed the cage Ooh. many podcasts ago on It's Got Star Trek. Um, we she stood out as a, as a as an interesting character. Uh, but yes, Spock. Because not only does he say the women, but, but he kind of does this thing with his hands. Yeah. Like, like, the women. Uh, uh, so that was fun. Um, oh, and another one that I liked was Vina when she said to Pike. Uh, when she said, perhaps they made me out of dreams you've forgotten. Because, first of all, very, very poetic line. Ooh. It's so interesting. It's, it's evocative, but it's one of those lines that when you think about it, you're like, that line sort of only applies to this very specific scenario. Ooh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's not a metaphor for anything, really. It's just sort of like, yes, I'm trying to convince you that I'm a... I'm a figment that you can enjoy. Um, at this stage in the story, I think that's she's still trying to do that. It is an interesting one, isn't it? Because you're right. If you just said it in normal conversation, you just sound weird. Hundred percent. In fact, I've tried it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Did you kick out of the pub? Did you? And the only last one I had is, uh, uh, that I thought was another good line was uh, was uh, beep beep. That's um, a good one. That's which that's... we don't get as much as as beep in this episode. Well, it's twice I think we as only much. Made, yeah, we only get one beep beep, yeah. which is no. Oh. Um, for Pike. So Was there a sex candle? No. Starships in general can only go one direction. And I don't mean to quote our favourite band who sponsored the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> one direction? Again? So that's a, that's a Harry Potter porn. So, one okay. direction? One direction. Like for Harry Potter. Uh, one, one direction, not one erection. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know how many erections you want to have. Have as many as you want. If you're a Klingon, Klingon have, have double. So, have double. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, my point is, like, at, going back to encounter a far point, which we've already touched on um, oh. today, you get to the barrier and you stop. You don't go over it, you don't go under it, and you don't go around it. You go on a bear hunt. You, you just wait, right? You go on a bear hunt. Yes, yes, okay. <laughs> my point being, there should be more directions that a starship can go. It should be able to go, vroom, and for people listening, I went over, or, and for people listening, yeah. I went under. That, right. that's, that's an entire plot line in Star Trek Two: the whole mm. three-dimensional thinking business. Yeah. Oh. In, in fact, in mm. Prodigy, when the whole fleet, the whole armada is, is okay. uh, staring down the, the hero vessel, there were many directions they could have gone instead of just standing still. <laughs> but they stand still. It's a but this is the whole issue with, with, with you know barricades in space, you know, like um, you know, when they when they're guarding the border, uh, you know, at the neutral zone. Mm, good border. So that's really hard to do in three dimensional space. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it one would expect it would be, yeah. Yeah. It's like although the Tholians chuck webs up everywhere. Yeah, the Tholians but even with the Tholians they had to do that sort of sphere thing that's uh, contracts over time. I don't know. It's it's uh, sure I guess it's effective, but it's, it must be very energy intensive. It, it seems like a it's, whole lot of bother. Yeah, it's not something you can just do every day. You it know? seemed that you're exactly right there, Patrick. It seemed like a lot of effort to go to. Just, yeah. yeah, so, but no, no, look, I'll take on your, in fact, this is why starships are designed for the saucer to separate. We'll get to that. Yeah, I just, I just before we do that, I'd, I'd just really love to point out that me and Patrick had the same line as the best line. <laughs> Going back to what I said at the start of the show, Yeah, it, it's got Star Trek and Unplayed Trek belong together. This is terrifying. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> So we have a great segment, like Andrew just said that he didn't like participating in line of the episode, but there is one where we don't have to participate in either, Patrick. We can just wind up this genius and see him go. Should have they used a saucer separation? And look, I've said it before, sometimes it's obvious, mm. sometimes mm. it's a little bit obscure. This one is is a bit it's a bit in the middle. It's a bit like lukewarm water. Okay, tep okay. it's tepid. No, it's extremely tepid. Okay, yeah, I'm everyone's favourite temperature bath temperature. Hang on, that fla <laughs> flaccid. No, tepid. They oh, they're different. <laughs> Sorry, flaccid, <laughs> tepid are different. Tepid, not flaccid, not turgid. No, I'm, I'm really good at English. <laughs> Englishing is awesome. So basically, um, you've got to fight fire with fire, which means you've got to fight illusion with illusion. And my what I would have done. Is said is to mess with the Talosians, right? Mess with the big, mm -hmm. big brain on brat guys, right? 
by separating the saucer and hiding the saucer behind the moon, because that's a convenient place you always hide anything in space, is behind yeah, the course, moon. Yes. That's yeah. like where all the shit in my house ends up behind the couch. Mm -hmm. In space, yes. ends up behind the moon. Space couch. <laughs> yeah. Space couch. Their moons are actually space couches. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you fly into Telosia, and the, and you, the Telosians are like, where's your saucer section? And you, and you go, it's, it's up there. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. There's no saucer. There is a saucer. Can't you see it? You, you, you great big goose. There is a mm. saucer section on every ship in Starfleet. Why would there not be one on ours? And Captain Gooseman would go, but there isn't one. I can't. There's, there's definitely not one there. And, and I'd be going, ha, huh, you're going crazy, aren't you? Because you can't see it. And that would freak them out. And once they're, so, once they're totally freaked out, they're off their game. Because remember, when you freak them out, they're off their game. And then all their illusions disappear. And then Vina becomes ugly. And then Pike gets away. And it's all, it's all you know, happy days. Happy days? Yeah. Like, not the show Happy oh, Days. I was going to say. Right. Do you yeah. know Potsy's Dad and Happy Days was an optometrist? Right. Yeah, that's, I'm just throwing that out there. Patrick, did you know... Like that on the show, in the universe of Happy Days. Yeah, in the, in, in the in-universe canon. Was he an optometrist or an ophthalmologist? No, I think he was actually an optometrist, which is quite odd. Yeah. The optometrist is the not the not a doctor one, right? That's it's right. The ophthalmologist, the ophthalmologist is the medical degree. That's anyway, right. Yeah, you just okay. you just define my profession. This is fantastic. Optometrist. Oh, sorry, I'm an optometrist. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> but I was not in Happy Days, and which I'm forever disappointed with. Yeah. Hmm, so happy Days. Yeah, I don't know how we got to that. How did we get to that? Um, I think you did a source of separation. Not so happy days. Right. Yeah. So anyway, source of separation would have worked, and I look. Paramount, you want to use it in Strange New Worlds, you can have it for free. The Riker. For this segment came from, it just rhymed with porn. That's why. Oh, um, oh, excellent. Yeah, porn rhymes with porn. Yeah. Oh god, and I've been googling up Mornhub so often. <laughs> no, you haven't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been using your Wi-Fi. <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. Now, the best thing is, I've got a teenager in my house now, so I can just use right. his computer. Yeah. Now the plausible deniability, because <laughs> it's all full of filth anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mornhub is the segment where we look at where there's any little bits of romance or other related action. Yes, and I, I did have a couple this week, mm. but I, I'm, I'm going to throw it open to you gentlemen because I'm unsure if it counts as one or two. Right. But we've got Vina and Pike yep. in two different situations. One of them mm -hmm. was just a uh, an over-friendly cuddle. It would be like, mm. it's not the cuddle you'd give your aunt. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Um, Hello, auntie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be happy to see my aunt. I just wouldn't be that generous in my cuddle. Perfect. Yeah. Um, if I saw your aunt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I'm going to give Andrew a more help on <laughs> And my aunt. I've met your, I've met your aunt. Yeah, so Aunt Lisa gets yeah, a point. Yeah. Um, She's well, quite Okay, so Vina and Pike had that, that big cuddle, but they also had a lovely picnic. And we all yes. know what picnic means. Uh -huh. Picnic means? Penis. Picnic means penis. Yeah. 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 So do they get a point for both instances? Or are we oh. just saying this is one relationship? Uh, to, two points, Two Patrick. points. Two Venus, two Pikes. And I'm, that's not a euphemism. Two Venus, two Pikes. <laughs> two, two V2P. I'm your Venus. I'm your Piker. <laughs> and, and, and you're a biker. <laughs> Thank you. Um, for finally recognition. So I'm giving two points to Vina, two points to Pike, one point to Andrew, and one point to my aunt. Can I make a comment on the morn for this week? Um, when, the, um, when the brain boxes were trying to get... Um, they're trying to, I don't know, breed humans, and so they've got Pike, and Pike's like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not cracking on Davina because I'm, because I'm like, she's not real. Because oh, really, I just thought because he. Well, at first, because she, he, she, he thinks she's not real. Yeah. Yeah, but that would have been a reason I would have, I would have yeah, gone from exactly, then. I'd be yeah. like, if she's not real, yeah. who cares? I'm not cheating on anyone. Um, yep. 
But the, the, the thing is, their solution to well, one of their many ridiculous solutions to that, I can't believe their brains were so big and they were so dumb, right? Complete nut of bellings, those guys. Their solution was to present him with two extra women. Yes. Now, anyone yeah. Now, anyone guy who's ever been on a date, that's not going to work. Like, it, it would only work for flocks. Oh, flocks are already Flocks would be happy as could be. Like, like <laughs> because, so you just introduce, okay, so I don't want to crack on the her, so you're going to give, put three ladies in front of me. Like, firstly, I don't know which way to go. Secondly, if I, whichever way I go, two of them are angry with me. Yeah. So, yeah. at least if there's a choice of two, it's, it's even. But, but that was ridiculous. I, 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 I reckon thought, all three would be angry with him. Okay, yeah, yeah. the point being, someone's angry at you. <laughs> That's right. Someone's never going to work. It's uh, it was, it was a, I think, the classic uh, 1960s television producer uh, <laughs> idea of like what, what would make sense for aliens to try to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, 1960s men writing for women and what they would be thinking. Like, all, all women are interested in pie. There was no, no yeah. woman there mm. that was beamed into that menagerie. That, that went, nah, actually, I'm not interested. Number one would have punched him. Well, number one apparently was, was interested and so was the other one whose name we can't remember. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's all... interesting that we've, we've gone from slight... We've gone. Yes. Gone hub. We've gone from Morn, yeah. but you also mentioned that there would be antagonism in this. Yes. Which... You know what leads from antagonism? Bit of fighting. Ah, hate mm-hmm. leads to anger. And anger is where we're going to now, where our friend Patrick is going to do the divide of the Wharf medal. Wharf! Good God. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. So, uh, this, uh, this episode had an excellent fight, I thought. I mean, there's kind of the one key fight, which is uh, between Pike and the Kalar, uh, I think is the name of the big giant guy who that, they didn't actually credit the actor that dude, that dude wasn't good yeah i wrote weird no. alien that's not a klingon yes exactly. <laughs> yeah. and you just got a bunch of furs and it's it's unclear exactly uh, what they were going for but what i thought was fun about the fight was um the music Ooh. was was really good but it's not it's not quite because it's from the cage still so it's not quite mm. the star trek music you know it's not quite got yeah. that Star Trek vibe yet, but it's that proto Star Trek ish vibe. It's kind of reminiscent of the the Spock fighting music that we yeah. get. It was yeah. a, it was a little bit lost in space ish. Okay. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. And and the other thing was is like it, you know there's there's it, it's multi dimensional. They go up and down the stairs and then jumping down. And there's this whole you know Pike throws the knife and the guy's kidney and then Pike. Pike uses effectively, maybe not technically, but he effectively uses a pike oh. to defeat the guy. Because the guy, for some reason, not clearly not that clever, decides, okay, I'm gonna just jump, jump down this guy. <laughs> and Pike holds up holds up the uh, whatever bladed thing, but I I think you could argue because of the manner in which he was using it, Pike was using a pike. Mm, and I so like therefore I thought that fight uh, worked out pretty well uh, the other the runner-up would be uh pike fighting with the plexiglass <coughs> cage oh yes but that wasn't as impre- that wasn't as impressive just because you give it two tries and then and it, and it went blah, 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 and he and he and he gave up but to be fair that was one more try than i would have given that, yeah just there's two more tries than you would have given mate oh well, i'm i'm like wharf in picard i'm a pacifist you're man. pacifist yeah. right i i actually <laughs> Plexiglass. I'm kind of think like, yeah, I'm not. I don't think I can just shoulder my way through a, you, a big old chunk. Of it's unlikely, yeah. But also, yeah. I I quite like the fact that Pike won a fight. The only way that I could win a fight if the other guy actually jumps on my spear. Mm. <laughs> because like if that was a reasonable outcome, I would get in a lot of fights because mm. you'd, you'd be sure of winning. I'd be sure of yeah. winning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought as well that number one versus the rocks might count as a fight. The rocks. Yeah. You know when she's blowing up the rocks. Oh, yeah, but yes, and that's a really good one because yeah. they didn't know they were winning. Yes. No. Until I like they that. Did. Mm. And they probably could have won if they were a little bolder. Oh, if they boldly gone. Yeah. Oh, no, boldly. Patrick, boldly gone. Did you like it or yeah. did you just get it, Patrick? 
I can tell no, you. No, I, I, I liked the yeah. joke. Um, <laughs> I paused because I was trying to work if I could do gravel or pebble or something. I didn't come up with anything, yeah. so. Uh, yeah. Hey, if you get something, we can edit it in. <laughs> just talk, just, <laughs> just talk about yourself, smart people. <laughs> yeah, come on, you smarty, word, wordy people that can English are really good. Yeah, that's us, me and Patrick. Yeah, you Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. It's got unplanned trick. So, I mean, if you're leaving the pot, I do need two weeks' notice. <laughs> and are there more chips? Uh, look, there's no severance package. I'm staying. Okay. <laughs> Is that all I had to say? Yeah. <laughs> well, segments are done. Oh, no. Yeah. This is fantastic. I can reveal, though, what we're going to be looking at next week. Oh, Patrick, are you excited? I am exceedingly excited about what we're going to, what you guys are going to be discussing next week, and I look forward to hearing it. Uh, yeah. I think you're going to enjoy it more, Andrew, because it's a word that I'm going to struggle to say. Oh, this is the yeah. best ever. But it's a TNG episode. Okay, we're yeah. still there. Phantasms. That's okay, phantasms. Uh, Am I saying it right? It's like orgasms. Am I saying that right? It's yeah. like orgasms, but with fans. <laughs> with with fans. Yeah, you have a, a phantasm. I've got my fan on. Yeah. <laughs> still wearing my fans. You're wearing your long fans or your short fans? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fantastic. So do we remember what happened in this one? No. Nah. I think... Oh, is, this the, is this the dreams one? I think it might be the one where the aliens go... And they've got that chair, and they go, no, no, that chair needs to have an arm here. And oh, that, it's when they're being abducted. I think it's that one. And and they all they, they're all crank and Riker's cranky because he's not getting any sleep. Oh, is that, he's not getting any sleep. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> are you implying that Riker's not getting any? No, no. Oh, what the what? What parallel universe? Look, no, is no, that? no, 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 no. I, I do humour. I draw yeah. the line at unrealistic humour. Wow. Yeah. Did, did Patrick give? I got the right episode. Um, it's the one with the data having dreams and 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 uh, Deanna with the cake, you know, with the cellular oh, peptide cake. That's right. Um, yeah. Where the uh, the multiphasic organisms are like nibbling on the ship, and that's doing something. Oh. I think that's what it is. And and we Beverly drinks long, long right ago on its first Star Trek. That's right. She puts a straw in his ear. Yeah, and she's happy to see him. Yes. Yeah. I'll yes, put a straw Beverly's in sucking on. Sucking on Riker's brains. Which is how you get the wax out of your ear. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you when you get impacted wax in your ear, it's really well, annoying. Yeah, for, you guys might not know. Well, I know you know this because yeah. we always sit on the same side. But I'm, I'm deaf in my ear. But once my good ear was completely obstructed by wax. So, nah. so I couldn't hear a thing. Oh. Like, not a thing. And how happy were you in this house? Well, <laughs> yes, true, true. <laughs> but I, I, had, I had to go to the doctor. And I went to the doctor. I went to the reception. And I'm like... I said, I don't know how loud I'm speaking, <laughs> and um, but I, I know I've got an appointment. Can you point in the direction where the doctor will call my name because I need to lip read? Because <laughs> I ha would have had no idea. They would have gone Isaac, and I would have gone... Yeah, yeah. So I'm just looking at this door until the I see a doctor come out and say something that looked like Isaac. I go in, he does something with my ear, and it just all comes back, and I'm like, this is actually... The, the feeling of it was also was actually the feeling of water gushing, mm -hmm. but it was also quite therapeutic. Well, take, that's what medical procedures are meant to be. Oh, no, all optometrists. <laughs> <laughs> what they should have done was they, they should have walked out with the sign, like they do at the airport when you have a car waiting for you, and they have your name oh, on the sign. Yeah, Mr. Brown? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you ever had that? Uh, no, like but, I, but once my wife, before she was my wife, right. went to Bangkok for three months, mm -hmm. and I, I actually did that. I dressed up as a... You did. <laughs> and she walked straight past me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're setting yourself up for that one. Do you know what, what? So I had it once. I had a car. I had a car organised to pick me up. I was speaking at a conference, and apparently, apparently these these cars that they hire are cheaper than just giving you you know your taxi fare. And the guy had an iPad. So yeah, it was recently. Yeah. That's what they do now. Now yeah. it's an iPad. He's holding up an I've iPad seen that in with the my airport. name on it. And you're like, that's my iPad. Oh, that's where it went. You stole my iPad, you bloody chauffeur. Yeah. You yeah, know, um, I. You know when that episode parallels where Worf keeps going in different mm -hmm. unit in different parallel things and, and then they end up there's like a thousand enterprises. Mm. I actually I, I would have liked there to have been one enterprise where um, Riker's cranky because he's not good with the ladies in that universe. 
Right, <laughs> where, where he stumbles. So, and he would have been the one who didn't want to go back to their universe. Yeah, no, I'm not be, going back. I want to be in the universe where I get a bit of action. <laughs> in Zadi. <laughs> yeah, so I could have written parallels. You could have written a lot of stuff. But I'm looking forward to Phantasms. Yes, we'll, we'll watch that next week. Um, Patrick, for um, listeners of our pod that might not have um, dabbled in It's Got Star Trek yet, can you tell us where we can find you and also what they can expect? Oh, sure. I certainly can manage the first bit. Uh, we'll, we'll see about the second <laughs> bit. Uh, you can either find the It's Got Star Trek podcast, which I co-host uh, with uh, Dan and Jesse, um, uh, anywhere, anywhere you have podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever. But if, you really, if you're really in, into checking us out, you can go to our website at www.itsgotstartrek.com and we've got you know links to all the various services and all that. And now... In terms of what will people find when they Ooh, yes. uh, if you're fans of Unplanned Trek, I think there's a good chance you mm. might be into what the It's Got Star Trek podcast has to offer. We just try to have try to have fun and the occasional insight to to make it worth <laughs> worth our while. Otherwise, uh, we just love talking about Star Trek. And what's similar between our two podcasts is. Uh, we do we do coverage of all the new shows when there are new episodes on, but when there are not new episodes on, we pick basically randomly throughout the entire Star Trek universe. Um, uh, we use an algorithm that my co-host Dan has programmed oh. uh, to to spit out some choices for us, and then we pick one of those choices to discuss. But uh, so we do jump around the universe a, a lot, and we we like that. We like having that. We're not doing the same thing necessarily each uh, week to week, at least not when we're we're not covering new shows. So, um, yeah, I think folks who are enjoying uh, this this show, uh, good good chance that they might they might they might enjoy our show, and vice versa. I can say absolutely, peoples, get onto the show. It is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the ones that um, I listen to podcasts through Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. and when something new drops. You've basically got the option of do you want to hear it next or do you want to hear it last in your list? Uh, Always next. Always next. I, I love it. Oh, that's yeah. great. Not yeah. our show. I listen to our show too. Yeah. Because we record it so close to when we Oh, so do close, it. so close. Um, yes. I remember the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other morning I was uh, on the bus on the way to work and I laughed at one of my own jokes out loud. Did I laugh at it too? Uh, yes. Uh, everyone on the bus looked at me like yeah. a weirdo. Yeah, but they were bound to do that anyway. Well, <laughs> and it's a short commute. Yeah, it's a very short. <laughs> they were already. Well, they, they all sit a long way away too. Yeah, interesting. Oh, interesting. Anyway, I, I'm, I, I'm guilty of doing the same thing, and I think that's the that's the sort of charming narcissism that you can expect from both podcasts. Well, <laughs> well, okay, my own Patrick. If you ever come down to Hobart, Tasmania, we'll jump on a metro bus. We'll listen to our own shows and piss ourselves <laughs> laughing. I think that would be excellent. I, I hope this, to uh, this accept that invitation sometime. And you can film it. I can film it. All right. Yeah. 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 I'm up for it. Okay. Yeah. Good. Let's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's locked I'll in. I'm, on Twitter. I'm free tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get, I'll, get, I'll get right on the plane. Yeah. Oh, the airport's closed here, actually. But, you know, when it opens up in the morning, I'll see what tickets they have available. I'll, I'll get you a bus ticket, okay? It's no with, problem. With, with the time Excellent. differences thing, you'd probably land here as you were taking off anyway. <laughs> or, or the opposite. You'd probably miss a few days. Oh, yeah, so you'd probably arrive in a week's time or something. It's a time anomaly. I suppose it depends which, maybe it depends which direction, which direction I go. <laughs> it depends whether you're coming back from the Batleth tournament. Oh, yes, yeah. and winning it and coming ninth. And coming ninth <laughs> at the same time. Yes. <laughs> well, I've had a ball. Yeah, me too, Patrick. Thanks so much for making time for us. It's been lovely to meet you and um, finally do a, a, a show yeah. with you. Really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. I really appreciate uh, uh, you guys having me on. I really enjoyed it, and um, I, I look forward to uh, to hearing it. And especially now that you know the card's completely finished, Not all totally. done, season three done, that whole show is done. Uh, so this was a great opportunity to to to, to talk with you guys. Terrific. Thank you very much. So, if you haven't worked it out yet, you've been listening to Unplanned Trek. I'm Hogan. I'm Isaac. And live long and prospect. Just not what you'd expect That's because it's Unplanned Trek Unplanned Trek Unplanned Trek There is a lot
lot of charm in uh, in in hear, hearing hearing the dog and the voices of the kids and stuff in the background. Very, very epic, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I go nuts if I forget to turn off the, uh, uh, the fridge. I have a fridge near near oh. where I usually sit, and if I forget to turn it off and it decides to turn, it's you hum. know, the, the, yeah. just a rah, 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 rah. Uh, <laughs> and since I'm the one editing, <laughs> I'm the one who has to be like, oh man, See, I have to remember remember to remove that or try I'm, to. I'm so vague. I was, they, um, we were shooting something for our podcast on video this time, and so ABC sent a camera crew down to my house to take some. It was just, it was like five minutes of pickups and stuff like that. And the first thing the guys did, the the, the camera guy walks in, dumps his tripod, puts a camera on. The sound guy walks over and turns off my fridge. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, buddy, what are yeah. you doing? I was going to have a beer at the Savo. <laughs> and he goes, it's all right, I'll turn it back on again. Oh, no, the worst thing, the worst thing is not forgetting to turn off the fridge. Oh, the, first, the, the worst <laughs> thing is forgetting to turn it back on. Yeah. I'm Josh Dashwick, and you are listening to Unplanned Trek. Thank you for listening to Unplanned Trek. Unplanned Trek. This show is written by Isaac Brown and improvised by Andrew Hogan. Unplanned Trek. We upload our podcast weekly via ACAST. Unplanned, wait, implant, wait, hold on. Unplanned, wait, what is it? You can find links to other episodes and merch at unplannedtrek.com. This is also where you can find our Patreon page where, amongst other things, you can hear our exclusive podcast on Star Trek V, which we're reviewing one minute at a time. Follow our socials on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or write to us at hello at unplannedtrek.com. Unplanned Trek. If you like what you hear, make sure you get notifications from your favourite podcast provider to make sure you know when we next release a pod. Unplanned Trek. Unplanned Trek. Listen right now. Unplanned Trek is part of the Anodyne Relay network of podcasts. Unplanned Trek. We're thankful to all our listeners, including you. Special thanks to David Joseph Moody of Let's Talk About Treks, Mark and the entire Shuttlepod show team, Haunted John and Lee Nichols. Wrestling papers, wrestling papers. Live long and prosper. This is Bruce Horak and you are listening to Unplanned Track. No, I got some, I got notes here. I watched the episode and all that other cool stuff. And I, I, I think I followed directions well. I've been listening to a number of episodes of your guys' oh, show. Right, yeah, two uh, of you have made notes. Fuckity <laughs> 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 fuck. Right, now I'm going to look even more stupid, aren't I? We've got the outro. <laughs>